Unanimously found him not guilty of a fray. 
in. He's got it. England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins. The winner of the 219 BBC Sports Personality, or 2000, yes, of the year is... Ben Stokes. That's right, England recorded the win in the second match against the West Indies in the old Biosphere Tri-Series. Um, what was exciting is that England actually hit some runs for the first time. So they uh, hit 469, set up what was an enthralling test match. Um, Max, how do you think it went? Uh, very well. Thanks, that's the end of the segment. Um, come back next week for more. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was. I thought. I thought, Max, I'll, I'll take over from here if, if that's what you've got to offer. Um, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. So on on, um, on last week's show, if you remember, we 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 had a long chat about um, England not being very. We, we gave them a real hammering. Um, we we pointed out that their plans were quite poor, their selection was quite poor, and their execution was um, similarly average. But their preparation um, in the biosphere was good. They got the game on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and that leads quite nicely onto to one of the key topics for this week. Um, I would say overall, Eng- England were pretty good, though, weren't they, this week? I mean, they batted a lot better. They probably bowled a lot better. Um, should, we, should we do some talking points? Yes, please. Um, sh- should we start with the the talking point that came prior to day one? Yeah, the best one what, when Joffre Archer went and shagged someone at home. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> There's nothing alleged about it, mate. We 100% did it. I, Allegedly 100%. When I put that in our WhatsApp uh, group, you, you, Jack, you were very... Uh, you were just like, no way, Ross. There's a I, I wasn't like, no way. I thought he probably had. I just didn't vocalise it. <laughs> he, look, as far as we know, and we have to point this out, as far as we know, he, he could have been playing PlayStation. It could have been a big Pro Evo tournament. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been. <laughs> exactly. It, it could have been played with virtual balls. Fine. Um, uh, what did you What did you boys make of it? Well, I, what got me about the whole thing was a lot of people coming out and saying things like, well, there's no way this should even have been allowed to happen. The ECB should have ferried them between the game on a bus or whatever. But I, I'm sorry, you're a grown man, an international sportsman. If you can't follow some simple rules, which is explicitly don't go anywhere else. <laughs> I, what? Yeah, it's just there's no... There's no get out. There's no get out clause for that, and you can't be blaming, like you can't be blaming the ECB for someone just being an idiot. And I knew well, Max would come down hard and Joff. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say that's not I, that's not the line that I thought the cricket podcast would take. I, um, I, I for one, thought it was really quite funny, and thought <laughs> that risk that the whole of the English summer being called into disrepute by one by our best player would have been perfect England. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, like what what happened in the end? Uh, they the the there was a he got fined and he couldn't play in the game. Yeah, and he had to stay yeah. in his room for a few days. I mean, I should I should uh, add to what I said in that I don't think it's that big a deal. Well, you you did make it out to be quite a big deal. But Max, no, what what uh, what I think what I was saying is that the people who were saying, oh, it's the ECB's fault for not babysitting everyone is just silly i mean max you you you're a man of uh who enjoys risk and calculating risk in your day-to-day life um what is what is the what's the level of risk here that every single individual has to go by car to manchester from hampshire from the england team so there's what 20 odd cars 25 cars if you think of all the staff and all the players can they share cars 
Well, that wasn't disclosed. It's very cloak and dagger for the old ECB. Um, but the West. Why they can't drive? Yeah, yeah but they can't drive. This is my bit. Surely, surely, I don't know how that works. The West Indies went by bus or two buses. Um, Max, so what do you what yeah. do you think of that? Do you, do you reckon that England should get a big coach or or just have uh, their own train? Well, I mean, it would be easier to get them all on coach. But I'm just saying that the fact that. Archer decided that he would break the rules aside I mean, from not being on a coach is not the ECB's fault. You, I have to I have to say this this debate started to get a little bit esoteric. Um, <laughs> I think I think Megabus could do with the with the business and that England England will be able to save some money if they did it that way. I, Let's I at least go we, National Express, surely. I know we like to get into the fine detail of things, but um, <laughs> debating whether England should have drive in a convoy of 25 cars or, <laughs> what or use the megabus. What happens if they lose one of them at the lights? <laughs> Shit, lads. Mark stopped off with some petrol. Where's he gone? Um... Yeah, I think, yeah, like it was, it was strange. Um, I think, yeah, Ross, you're right. It's kind of funny. Um, Ashley Giles said it nearly cost the ECB eighteen million pounds. So once again, betrayed <laughs> what their motivations are. Um, but yeah, you know, the thing's over. In the end, England have to pick Wokes, Curran, and Broad as the as the pace attack instead of you'd assume Wokes, Broad, and Archer. Um, and then we go into the test and. Um, Let's be honest, I, I think for, for, for probably the first four days, I mean, one of them was rained off, so, yeah. Um, for the first four days, it was pretty ugly cricket. Yeah, no? yeah re- real attritional stuff. I mean, Dom Sibley, chief ball-eater supremo. <laughs> Joe Denley, eat your heart out. Yeah, he's really, he's really, he's, stepped, he's seen that Joe Denley has departed the England, um, the Eng- England team for, well, probably forever. He's cannibalised the role. He's, t- he's cannibalised it, yeah. He's combined his already prodigious ball-eating abilities with Joe Denley's. Yes, it, and now we've got an extra space his... in the batting lineup to score runs. And who thought that eating balls would be just as effective as eating salad for losing weight? Who knew that? <laughs> um, I, I, I did think it was interesting. Like um, England have a bloke. So England now have two guys who look like they can open the batting for the first time since Cook and Strauss batted together, what, nearly a decade ago or something? Um, how did England fans react to that? Um, by they complained. batting too slowly. <laughs> Get oh, on with God. it. That wound me up so much. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, was he too slow? No, it's the, it's the fifth slowest no. century of all time by an Englishman. 100 off of 312 balls. But, I mean, it was so nice not switching on and seeing England all out for like 170. Did you actually stri- switch on at any point, though? Uh, I, had a... I think this is what, this is one of the in- interesting things about Test cricket that that when you play it at its sort of or in the most effective way, quite often it's actually incredibly boring to watch. <laughs> I, I, right. I, I, I kind of like the tenseness. I kind of like all of it. If I'm perfectly honest, I had it on the background. Like so many people would have it TMS on or have Sky on when they're working from home. It was it was ideal, blissful, in fact. Wallpaper, yeah. Uh, he he, he um, also notably became the first man to spit on the ball. Um, who did who did you boys go for when we when we made that prediction? Oh, I, I had Broad in that particular bingo call. Yeah, Broad and Stokes. Yeah, well, we were wrong. Uh, it's Dom Sibley. Obviously, a bit um, hungry. Yeah. Um, other 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 talking points from England point of view. Uh, Broad and Wokes they were pretty tasty, weren't they? I mean, eventually. <laughs> You're such a critic, Max. Every single time. Well, it was. It wasn't looking good, was it? For the first, uh, with the first new ball, um, Broad didn't take a wicket. Wokes didn't take a wicket, and then um, Broad had one of his broad moments and just, well, but yeah, basically uh, took the game away. Yeah, it took three for one in the evening session. Um, it was wearing one of the the worst headbands I've ever seen on a human being before. Yeah, possibly second only to the other headband in the game. Yeah, Sam Curran, uh, they really need to tell people how to use a headband and why it's there to be used for. It's not to make you look like a karate kick- a cricketer. I didn't get that at all. Yeah, the kamikaze pilot yeah. look. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really didn't understand that. I, 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 Max, I have to say, I think you're being, you, you're being uh, unduly harsh on, on Broad and Wokes there. Uh, yeah. they, they combined for 13 wickets and, and conceded 170-odd runs. Oh no! Um, they uh, overall their performance in the game was was excellent. But I was just saying it took a, a, at first it looked a little like they were 
you know they were struggling to get to get going yeah, it, um, I mean, it was, it was nice for Broad to come back after throwing his toys out the pram for being rested, being dropped for the first game. It was great to see him come back and do it. As some could say, Ed Smith is a genius for uh, for getting him motivated oh, to play. Brilliant man management. Yeah. yeah. No, it was good that he proved his point, wasn't it? I, I, I enjoyed that. I mean, I, I imagine in, in the preview for the next bit, we'll be talking about the big conundrum now uh, in terms of who actually bowls for England in the next test. Mm-hmm. Um, from this one though, uh, did Sam Curran do enough to be in that frame for for for, for next week? So I've, I've got an interesting thing about it. I think that West Indies are definitely going to play Raheem Cornwall and probably Royston Chase as well. So I think Sam, actually playing Sam Curran is a detriment to England's chances because they're both off spinners, both the right-handers, creating that rough outside the uh, off stump. And I think um, England should avoid oh. it. Well, there we are. So not 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 a performance based drop, uh, a theoretical a rough outside off stump yeah, drop. We're now we're now not picking players because we're so scared of Roston Chase. <laughs> it's the only logical thing. He's took another fifer against us. Uh, yeah, I think that is just sort of inevitability catching up with us, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think I've laboured um, other England players enough at this point to to dive into what we're all really here for. Um, ben Stokes, uh, he did crazy things. Uh, <laughs> what did he score? Two hundred and fifty runs in the test. Took three wickets. Yeah, he's now replaced Jason Holder as the number one all rounder in the world. Um, yeah, his, his bowling figures are twenty seven point four overs, seven maidens, three for fifty nine, which is pretty remarkable when he's also batted for pretty much two and a half days. Um, and did you see uh, just before he took that um, that wicket, which broke the partnership, all important partnership in the uh, in the fourth innings? That sprint down to. Um, uh, long off that he did because there was no one in front of square on the offside in the field. Yeah, I, I have to be honest, I'd let that one go for four. I, I, I didn't it go in the end for four anyway. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I no, I think they kind of gave him like a sympathy n- no four. <laughs> it looks like on the replay it had gone four, but, but I think I think they were just like, oh, I'll call it two. Uh, yeah, marks for effort. And then and then his blistering innings in the second in the second innings was uh, it was. Fantastic! It was like it was kind of World Cup. Ben Stokes coming out just smashing it everywhere. Uh, in the first over, he put Kemar Roach into the stands with a massive six. Um, he's just incredible, isn't he? He's absolutely dynamite. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you reckon he'll do next? Um, Can he get any better? I think maybe he'll um, keep wicket. <laughs> Butler will get injured. Um, yeah, I, I, I. What what I was like quite impressed by. Um, obviously, his batting has been trending up, shall we say, if if we're, if we're being uh, tight with our praise <laughs> for the last last year or so. Um, I quite like how he's developed into England's version of Neil Wagner, like lots of short, quick bowling at batsmen who don't really fancy it when the ball's got a little bit old. Yeah, these he bowled, uh, bowled fifty bounces in the first innings. Yeah, that can't be easy. You can't, it cannot be easy to bat for two and a half days and then come in and bowl. I, I'm sure uh, on the coverage I was listening to, I can't remember if it was BBC or Sky, that he bowls the most quickest bouncers of anyone in the world. So it's I, I can't remember the, the, the exact breakdown. Hmm. Um, but most people's bouncers are a little bit slower or they get tired bowling them, but not, sure, um, not, um, not Stokes. He just keeps coming in and bowling sort of high 80s at people's ribs. I think that's a good thing, though. This, it shows that England are actually learning against what other people are doing. So so often, England try to do something completely by themselves and think they're the best at it. What's really good is that they see something like Wagner working and actually try to emulate it. I think it's great. Yeah, I think that's good. I, that apparently is a statistical trend that we're getting in cricket, is, um, is more use of the bouncer, because there's not really a shot you can play to defend it. Hmm. Um, you can leave it, uh, or you have to play an aggressive shot, and not like um, not like you might play an aggressive shot to to a ball on leg stump, where you sort of flick it around the corner for one. You have to actually you have swing. to actually go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not like a I'll just take one here shot. I think um, what was good though that was, I mean Sibley had um, everyone was talking about his only weakness around that one into the ribs. He just started to wear them. <laughs> she was just like, I'm just not going to play the shot, <laughs> which I was impressed with. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about Ben Stokes? I mean, he's the best all-rounder in the world. Now, is that is that fair? Yeah. Is, yeah. I can't think of any other players who are going to do what he's done over the last kind of. He's had an unbelievable year and a half, hasn't he? And the thing is, and not only has he, but the other thing about his performances is, you know, they they've actually won things. They've won games. They've won competitions. So. 
Yeah, I think you're right, Max. I think he's also coming with, he's demonstrating that strong leadership capability, but also with a level of humility as well. I think like he's turning into just an unbelievable cricketer, and you can see the growth he's made as a, in a person over the last, what, three to five years. It's, it's, it's great to see. And he works hard as well, so, you know, a lot of respect for that. Yeah, I, I think that's enough England. Um, enough enough smoke blown up England. <laughs> um, West Indies, what, what happened with them? Uh... Shannon Gabriel. Do you want to start with Shannon Gabriel? Well, the old um, the old Steve Harmison deliveries. Yeah, it's no longer a Harmison, is it? God, it was. He bowled so many of them. I don't think I've ever seen the wheels come off someone so badly. But this was it. The West Indies properly rolled the dice and kind of went. You know what? Let's pick the same team. Um, let's try and win this second test. Not, not. They've just kind of forgot to trust any of the sports science of that Gabriel was going to be knackered. Yeah, he's coming back from injury as well. Um, Oh, right, so like, it was in, from a West Indies point of view, it's probably quite disappointing, isn't it? Because they, uh, what, coming up to tea on day four, it's they're 199 for three at one point. Um, they basically need to, to bat for a session. They've got seven wickets to bat yeah, for a long session, admittedly. A session. About yeah, 40 overs, wasn't it? If they're still batting in the morning, it's almost impossible for England to win that game. They'll have scored too many runs and there won't be enough time. Um, England would have to bat until lunch or after lunch um, and I, I, I just don't they, well, like, we know England aren't going to win that um, so to collapse I mean, we know Stuart Broad bowled well um, but it's a big collapse isn't it it was an England collapse it was a real England collapse wasn't it that one yeah so I'd, I'd be pretty sad if I was a West Indies fan at the moment um, there are rumours that, that there might be a couple of changes so John Campbell the opener who was out driving in the in the uh, in the second innings, when Butler refused to appeal or something, <laughs> yeah. uh, he may be gone um, for 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 someone. And Shy Hope, the uh, the hero of Headingley from what, what feels like quite a long time now, um, he he must be gone. Sure, he's averaging what nineteen? Did you say nineteen runs? I I, <laughs> yeah, he's got two fifties in his last forty odd Test matches. Yeah, that's not going to sustain um, you, is it? Forty forty odd Test innings. Sorry. Yeah, you can't have that at number three. I mean, like England know that you can't have that at number three because we were, um, we went through a, a similar there. period. <laughs> we're, st- we're still in that period. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, w- would you make any changes, fellas? I think, as I said, I think um, Raheem Cornwall is going to going to play. Um, I, th- I think spin is probably a good way to go at England, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, um, but then they've got to replace Gabriel, and I think Alzari Joseph looked a bit knackered towards the end as well. So, um, but he's he's a young sprightly thing, so I'm sure he's right. Yeah, um, could well see the debut of um, the next Joffre Archer, old Chemar Holder. Well, we'll see. Um, right. Uh, finally, to wrap up the the review of this test, um, we we had some correspondence uh, from a Mister Brian Painting. He brought up the issue that uh, Don Best didn't bowl that well, um, and, and is effectively asking: Is do England have any hope in the future? Like who who could be a, who could be a test quality spinner for England? Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we said, didn't we, when they looked picked up the squads, they basically just picked everyone, and <laughs> yes. they've gone with Bess anyway. <laughs> Um, and there, you know, you suppose you look at um, county cricket. You've got a bunch of pitches which are good for seam, and then there are a couple of pitches in the south that are good for spin. But it's almost like they're so good for spin that you don't actually have to be that good. So it doesn't mm. necessarily help develop spin, does it? It sort of, yeah, I I don't know. It sort of creates a, perhaps an illusion of um, the fact that we do have test quality spin. But um, um, there was as an interesting thing I read. Um, about why, just in general in Test cricket, um, spin seems to be sort of disappearing. We, we haven't really had anyone particularly like prolific as as Warren and Murrilithran for for a quite a long time. Obviously, they're they're freaks of nature in terms of yeah. what they did. You didn't have but, anyone as prolific as Warren and Murrilithran for a pretty long time yeah. before that either. <laughs> but um, but I think I think the the uh, limited overs game is sort of becoming that now the the superstar ground for spinners. Yeah, so you. I, it sounds like you maybe read the same Jonathan Liu article in the Guardian as I did. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be it. Do you want to elaborate on it a bit more, Max? Um, well, I, th- I think sort of the general point is that spinners play second fiddle to uh, pace bowlers a lot of the time in Test matches. You know, come in to do the the dirty overs when the pace isn't working, and maybe get a bit of you know glory at the end on the fifth day. Not that Tests always go to fifth days so much 
uh, anymore. And um, and really, the glory for the spinners is to be had in in things like T Twenty, where you've got bowlers like Rashid Khan and um, and that sort of ilk that come in and, and tie the games down and really make the difference in those middle overs. Yeah, that is that was that was sort of the crux of it. I thought I thought it was quite an interesting article. I'm not 100 sure I agree with everything, although there are he's definitely right about some things. So so the, the obviously in like T20 cricket, it's a different skill set. So what I found um, there, there was one one part of that where he talked about how um, for spinners bowling in an area where you get cut is sort of into sort of wide of off stump basically wide and short of off stump is actually quite an effective area to bowl in T20 cricket mm. because the batsman's just going to whack it out to the deep fielder. Yeah, it's just one, isn't it? It's quite yeah, difficult get to, to get that over the fielder. Yeah, even in like amateur cricket, uh, I bowl quite average leg spin. I put a guy out there because I know that when I drag one down, the batsman we're playing against, all they can do is cut it and they'll only get one for a ball that's, that's actually pretty average. Um, obviously, in a test match, that's... They're either going to milk the one all day or leave the ball alone, depending on the match match situation. So it's it's a, a completely weighted delivery. Um, I have to say though, I mean, like you know, Nathan Lyon's pretty good, and Jadeja's pretty good, and Ashwin are pretty good. Um, and from an England point of view, I don't think you could say that Mo and Ali and Jack Leach aren't Test quality spinners. I think they probably are. They might not be great Test quality spinners, but they they're all right. Um, I, 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 and we don't know yet the best definitely won't be he's has what, no, a, what is one he, bad game yeah and he's, he's, he, so yeah um, an interesting question from, from Brian um, but I, I from an England point of view I, I, I think there is something there and maybe we can just pick Simon Harmer if um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway test two anything else anyone has to say about that nope Ross nothing from me mate Right, um, we'll, we'll take another quick break, and then Max, you're going to talk about the final tests and the decider. Beautiful, all hands from Roy. Off the legs, bread and butter for Johnny Bairstow. Four more. 50 for Joe Root. He's just ticked along. First six of the innings. Morgan chains it into the leg side. It's another six. Six more. Six more. Six more. And Before we get into the preview for the last test, um, just want to highlight a couple of reviews that we've had. Um, we said that we we're going to read them out. So, um, uh, Ramsha Chima. Uh, love you guys so much with five stars. Thank you very much. And then uh, the Tom Holland interview is one of the best things I've heard on any podcast, let alone a cricket podcast. Great stuff. Thank you very much, Arthur Lee in Italy. Um, clearly, we're paying these people to write that. That is a lovely thing to say. Um, but if you could leave a review on iTunes, we will read it out. Funnier the better. Um, and subscribe. Um, yeah. I, I would just like to highlight as well, um, do go back and listen to the Tom Holland interview from last week and the David Gower interview from two weeks before that and the Jack Russell interview from a few weeks before that. Uh, we had David Painter on as well, um, talking about, well, the business of making cricket equipment. So we, we've there's a, a there's a back catalogue forming, which, um, which we will direct you towards. But what you really listen to this about is for Max Rowe Brown's critique when it comes to the third test of West Indies versus England. So Max, the England team, Ed Smith's head of selectors, what we what we doing? What are we saying? We're getting rid of Crawley, bringing Denley back in? Yeah, well, I'll start off, Ross, just by saying it's quite difficult to do a critique of something that hasn't happened yet, but I will do my best. <laughs> All right, mate. No need to get, no, Sorry. No need, no Sorry to be so pedantic. pedantic about it. We're a cricket <laughs> podcast, mate. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, it, it's uh, it's interesting. It's quite hard often to tell what um, Ed Smith's got up his sleeve. I suspect that England might have been hoping that they could give some of the newbies a go in this test um, with an unassailable 2-0 lead. But um, as it stands, we are um, in a, a genuine tussle for the Wisden Trophy. Uh, side point on that, last time West Indies won a test series in England was 32 years ago. And only two of the West Indies players from the current squad were actually alive by, back then. That was uh, Gabriel and Roach. Uh, so there is history to be made, and I think the West Indies will be well up for it. Um, but on selection, as you said, I think we've covered quite a bit in the in the second test uh, recap. But uh, for England, of course, Archer's available again. That's been confirmed as he's had his second negative coronavirus test. Do we put him straight back in? 
I I do. I think. Um, I think really. that's. I think it's um, a bit of a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, think if... he plays all all four tests to come. Yeah. I, in I think, some ways, uh... he's been rested at the perfect time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we managed to get the win, and I think it looked as if there was, you know, there was a time in that West Indies innings where it looked like we were maybe missing something, you know, a little bit of extra pace and bounce or or something to make something happen. Um, until Ben Stokes did it, so yeah, I'd much rather have Archer yeah. in that role as make something happen than Tom Cur- or Sam Curran, whatever his name is. Yeah, although you know, <laughs> Sam Curran does make things happen, doesn't he, Rob? <laughs> he does. He does. I mean, I really don't rate him that highly. If I'm no, I'd... the old seventy-five that... mile an hour bowler in Test match. That does come across. Um, but I think the, what's going to be unfortunate is someone like Wokes being left out because what yeah. Wokes so that's it. I mean, well. someone. Uh, Someone on Twitter asked that question, didn't they? Of um, who is our, who are our best three seamers from that Archer, Anderson, Wood, Wokes, and Curran bunch? Yes. And I the mean, corpulent cricketers club. Yes, arguably that's the question we have to answer in terms of selection for this test, isn't it? I mean, well, Broad's had his rest in the first game and looks well up for it, so I don't think there's any question of tiredness there. Um, and probably the same with Wokes, and both, as we said, bowled pretty well. Archer's a shoe in. Um, I think Broad has to stay. He proved his point, and he just he he just is one of those players who can take a game by the scruff of the neck and really do something with it. Which um, I guess leaves us with a question about Wokes and Anderson. Um, which seems I th- I think we're probably are we agreed that we're leaving out Wood. So I I think here um, England might surprise everyone and drop the spinner and play four seamers. Yeah. I think I think they might go. Um, Broad, Anderson, Wokes, Archer. Ooh, that's a big call. I, I, I just, <clears throat> I'm, I'm tempted to agree with you there, Jack. And if they did, I think they might leave out Anderson. If they if they pick a spinner, I think they'll leave out Anderson. I think they need. I think they're scared of not hitting runs still. And Wokes provides mm. that. Even though you got a first baller in the first innings, I think they just. He's on a bit of a slide, Wokesy, with the bat. Um, it yeah. seems. Well, I I think I think he, I think at the moment though. Um, Probably England's best two bowlers are Broad and Archer. So if you're playing in a must-win game, they they have to play. Yep. Um, I think I think Wood's too similar to Archer to to play, and I think that we kind of saw that in the first test. That there's I don't know if there's a really I know England think there's a role for both of them, and maybe in some some settings there are, but I don't think in England there is a role for both of them. I think Curran's the worst of the bunch. And so like Ross says, or like you were saying, it's between Wokes and Anderson. And I, I think actually Wokes, um, as the player in the winning team, probably should be looked at as uh, looked at as the incumbent and probably should get the nod for the decider and then be left out of the first game against Pakistan. That's that's the thought process I would go through. Um, but like you say, like Universe Brain, Ed the Maverick, Smith. <laughs> Could have something else entirely. Could Ollie Robinson, yeah. perhaps. I yeah, I mean it could well be Ollie, Ollie Robinson. Um, but so I mean, have we all gone for different groups of people there, or or, or, or do you, I mean, like what it's? What, I'm what I'm you not saying, sure. Max? Well, you said you said no spinner, didn't you? Um, I so think I, they, I think they'll go no spinner. Yeah, I so I, Bess is an interesting one. I've not seen anything from the last few games to suggest that he is necessarily good enough. But as we said, he's very young and hasn't had much of a crack. And we often malign England selection for being too fickle, chopping and changing on the back of a couple of performances. So I think it would be pretty hypocritical of us to say, leave Bess out, and probably quite unfair as well. I think you need to give people a, a bit of a chance. Um, He's also contributed with But he with will a few have runs. to bowl better. He, he contributed with a few runs, and he did get the key wicket of Jason Holder in the final innings. So He did. It was a, it was a woeful shot, but... <laughs> You know, he did. He did finally get start threatening. I think um, he just needs to control his length a bit better. From what I was watching, it was it was all too full. Yeah, with, I don't know. Uh, I, with the odd half tracker. Uh, I mean, I think here. I think so, Max, just tell me your four bowlers, please, quickly. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm, I'd go Bess, Archer, uh, Broad, and Anderson. Yeah. So here's what I think. If you if you if we have to pick a spinner, then I think you pick Wokes, Broad, and Archer. And Leach and Leach can bat right. down bat eleven. Um, yeah. The 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 issue you've got is Broad, Anderson, and Leach are all useless when <laughs> it comes to batting. But I think I, I I feel like if you pick Wokes, then you've solved that problem. I mean, you can have two bad batsmen. Yeah. 
Yeah. England, England can have two. I mean, Archer's not been brilliant, but he can hold the bat. Yeah, we, have, we have to remember. Yeah. I think a, we made that point. We've got a pretty well. bad batsman at number seven, lads. He's at, four, he's at 40 <laughs> runs in about three years. Um, um, right, Ross, can we just quickly hear your four bowls and then we've all we've all laid <laughs> our cards out so we can all be shocked when um, it's Ollie Robinson and uh, they pick Denley as a leg spinner. You know, I, I, I genuinely think they'll more than likely get rid of Bess. Um, whether that's for, if they need another spinner, then Leap should play. I, th- I think there's just too many test matches in this, and I think playing 15 days worth of cricket in the space of like 25 days is going to be too much for someone like Bess. Um, yeah. Then I, yeah, I agree. Wope should play. Um, Archer should play, and Broad should play. So I'll drop Anderson or not not yeah. pick Anderson. I, mean, I, I would caveat what I've said with what I think they should do. I, I I don't think that is what they will do. I think Anderson will throw a fit if he doesn't get picked. Yeah. Um. And, and I think it'll end up being Broad, Anderson, Archer, and maybe they'll keep um, maybe they'll keep best. Potentially justifiably um, so, right? I mean, he is one of the best players of all time, Jimmy Anderson. I look, I get the I get the thing. Um, but what I would say, I mean, I I think if you're you, you've got another game in two weeks' time, yeah, um, Anderson's definitely going to play in that one. I just think these two teams, Wokes obviously, well, Wokes appears to match up slightly better. For whatever reason, um, in the two hours we've seen, and um, I'd, I'd I'd leave him in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think we'll it's a point though. we've made in the past, isn't it? It's a question of balance. And uh, Max, and... It's, it's, are there any other decisions that we um, people teams will be contemplating? One more uh, thing on the bowling front: it has made yep. it yep. did make a big difference that England actually hit first innings runs. That that's also a contribution contributing factor. Sometimes, like people like Jimmy have had to bowl and try and defend two hundred <laughs> when we've been, when we've chosen to bat. So uh, let's not write them off completely. Yeah, I mean, on the counter side, though, like it, when a team scored 450, clearly it's a surface you can have a dig on. Sometimes, true. sometimes when England have collapsed to 200, we've won the test because the, it's it's not, you can't bat. Like two years ago in 2018, nobody could hit the ball. It was swinging all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the illustrious career of Mark Stoneman never took off. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, do you remember when India were here? And they, they had players in their top order who just looked so out of their depth. I mean, Pujara looks brilliant everywhere else in the world. I think he's got 100 in, in five, five tests. Mm. You wouldn't... Um, okay, well, I'm um, sure there's... Uh, okay, I agree. Um, num- I, yeah. I did mention number seven, so Butler. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I'm not comparing what happened to me on Friday, but I wicket-kept in like 25 degree heat for 40 overs and was fucked at the end of it. <laughs> How is he going to we can keep for 50 for all of those test matches without a break? That's a really good point actually. It is um it's exhausting, isn't it? And they don't have Bearstow to bring back as he hit a century today in the ODI warm up. So is it time for Brace or folks to come in? I don't think they'll do it. No, it is time, but it won't happen. Yeah, I think that's that's the that's the summary of that situation. I think we've all we've all said on this podcast, we've been saying since, well, what, the preview show, maybe even South Africa before that. We said it before it was um, cool, man. <laughs> yeah, that the Butler's time in Test cricket is over. Um, he's done nothing in this test yet again to, to, to show why he should be in the team. Um, so, surely, surely... Well, I mean, like they'll give him the last test just because, but um, sure, surely that's it for him. Who knows? Who knows? He got, he got, uh, also, I did notice that you, you mentioned earlier he doesn't even go up for reviews now. At least Johnny Bairstow, it was good for a bit of value. <laughs> oh, that one's pitched miles yeah. outside leg stump like Jason Holder's one he reviewed. Yeah, oh, <laughs> we, did, we weird, didn't mention it? those. They were some of the worst reviews of all time. Um, Max, anything else that we, we for the preview? Uh, well, I think that's all on England selection. I had a few bits on the West Indies selection, but we we did cover those. I think pretty much. Uh, we mentioned Gabriel looking tired. I reckon he'll be out. And uh, as Ross said, I think I'd like to see um, Raheem Cornwall. If you consider what Roston Chase has done to us, imagine what an actual offspin is going to do. <laughs> it, yeah. It's going to be carnage. I I, I think there's a, that's a good shout. Um, yeah. Would you uh, would you swap out uh, Shy Hope? Um. The thing is, yeah, um, I don't know because who who do you bring in? Like, well, I I understand that the you've got, the, um, the next in the line is Bonner. Is yeah, the so you've got Bonner who debut, That'd bowl, be a debut that bowl a few leggies as well. Yeah, um, that that would be a very England selection. Bonner is thirty-one, uh, bringing in a thirty-one-year-old debutante to bat at number three. 
presumably just to dig in a bit, uh, who bowls like occasional leg spin. It's Joe Denley. That's a story I've heard before. <laughs> it's, it's funny though, because I mean, we talked around England trying to emulate kind of Neil Wagner and the Kiwis. Did we pick Denley thinking he'd do an Adam Voges and uh, try and do it that way? Maybe. Uh, presumably we thought that would happen. I, I, I think for the, for the West Indies, there is something to be said for picking a player who knows their game. I, I, I think, look, looking at Shy Hope, um, it's a little bit sad, I think, because he, he, he looks like he's got like a lot of talent. Um, but it also looks like he doesn't really know how to apply that to test cricket. Um, fine, a fine one day batsman, um, but uh, I, I, the scramble he got himself in to be bowled in the second innings is not acceptable for a number three in test cricket. He's not yeah. forward or back. He's he's completely squared up to a ball that just it comes back a little bit, doesn't it? It hits off stump. Um, but I, I just I don't, I don't think that's good enough. Um, I'll tell, tell you what, who, who has been good enough though? Shamar Brooks has looked great. He's a good, he's yep. good value, great eye, is a counter-attacking batsman, and I think that's exactly what the West Indies need. Um, also, like the look of Blackwood, great, like gritty in the first in one in the Test match in the first first game, um, got a fifty in this one. Um, good, good signs, I think. Good signs. I Absolutely. think there's some good players in there. I think Dowrich is a really good wicketkeeper batsman. Holder's obviously good, and Brathwaite seems to have got a little bit of form back as well. After I think he came into the series and all sorts of bother, but um, they're, they're probably. If their approach is going to be, let's all try and average 30, then you can't have someone who averages 15 batting three. It just exposes too much, too too many other players to trouble. Um, so I would, I, it would be the end of him for me. Um, should we make some predictions? Who, who's going to win the series? England. Momentum is yep, this well, now. 3-0 England. I said it. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said it from the start, 2-1 England. So um, 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 yeah, my clairvoyance I, is currently looking good. Yeah, I, I, I feel like 2-1 England is is going to be the result. I, I, I can't see... I think the West Indies are too tired. Yeah. Um, I, I think England have got... England could play a completely different bowling attack that would be world-class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love how we're sitting there moaning about it. We said, Curran's not good enough. He's like, Curran's won 15 of his 18 tests that he's played in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, mean, like, I think could, that's key, isn't it? Tiredness England, is definitely going to play a part now. England literally could open with Archer, Anderson and Wood. Or, or just pick them and then Leach. And then you've, you've got four bowlers there who are all excellent. Um, then... Well, maybe Leach less so. But, um, or you could bring Ollie Robinson in, who, who apparently is the, the bloke with um, the most first-class wickets in the last two years so like in the world. Yeah. So um, the, basically the best player not playing test cricket is, <laughs> is on the bench. <laughs> Um, yeah, I reckon if we were two 0 up, we might have seen him. But um, I think so. I think we might see him against Pakistan in the first yeah. test, depending on what happens. Um, yeah, so we're all we're all with two one. Uh, who who do you think is going to have a day out as the Australian say? Um, I don't think we've seen enough of Root or Ollie Pope. I think Ollie Pope's been quite quiet in the first two tests. Um, so I think it's time it's time to shine, especially if they pick two spinners because he's apparently a prodigy against spin. Is how Alex Stewart put it. Excellent. Um, I, I think that's some good analysis there, Ross. I, I didn't. I wouldn't have picked up on the Pope angle. But I think you, you might have a point. Um, I, I feel like Archer's coming back with a vengeance. Yeah, my money was on Archer. I reckon we're going to see some fireworks. Oh, I, I tell you what, what would be nice, Max. Um, you're obviously a big Surrey fan, as we've uh, mentioned on the show. It'd be great if yeah. Rory Burns could stop fucking it about. Honestly, it's unbelievable. Oh, he just, God, he just that... throws his wicket away. That that Roston Chase one, what what was he reviewed, he reviewed it, it, it as well? It was, it was the Shane Watson of all Shane Watson reviews. Oh, it was dreadful, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, right, lads. Uh, I think I think that's a good preview. Um, I'm excited about the next test, and um, yeah, it's gonna be good. I, th- I think it will be. Uh, should we take a quick break, and then we've got three team cricket and Jack's new bat. South Africa have made a real mess of this. Unbelievable. How on earth did South Africa make a mess of that? Darcy had been given a message of 2 to 9. So we've spoken a little bit about um, various different cricketing authorities looking at the way other countries do things and uh, and sort of taking that on board and rolling with it. Um, 
What I didn't expect was to see South Africa look at the 100 and go, you know what, we can go one better than that and add a third team into a game of cricket. But it seems like that's what's happened. It is quite good. It's, it's like Graham Smith got a um, three-player chess for Christmas and decided, you know what, let's give this a go for cricket. Uh, yeah, and and then they threw in two guys with fishing nets and masks <laughs> <laughs> to, to catch sixes. I mean, that, um, did you see any of it, Jack? Yeah, I watched a little. Did either of you two catch this? I watched some of the highlights I didn't. today. So I think this was this was on on the day that England were obviously rained off. So I would have been watching England, but um, the BBC free to air cricket. I was I was all over that. Um, uh, it's an experience. Do you, want, do you want to know a little bit about it? Because it's yes, it's, some it's, background it's would be fu- good. Fundamentally weird. Uh, we also like the format because we're like, all right, we get that there's three teams there, but how does that work? Mm. Um, so three team cricket. Um, a bloke at a bank came up with the idea as part of a joint enterprise with a rugby player and cricket commentator Mark Nicholas. Oh, really? <laughs> Mark Nicholas is involved in everything. That says it all, doesn't it? Is this bank called Stanford International Bank, by the way? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's uh, it's sales official. First Rand Bank, Max. Ooh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he's the CEO as well, so obviously a big dog financier. Uh, Mark, Mark Nichols, who is the authority on everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, three team cricket. The way it works is three teams of eight players. Um, they play a match which is thirty six overs long, which is divided. It says into two halves, but it doesn't. I don't know if it, if you would describe it as two halves. It is it's thirty six overs divided into two halves of eighteen. Um, teams bat for one innings of twelve overs, split over six. Two six-over periods facing one opponent in the first half and the other po- opponent in the second half. Do you understand that? Yes. Yeah, so it's like a round-robin of, yeah, it is, of yeah. 12 overs. Six um, overs. Yeah, and then like whoever's got the most runs at half-time bats first in the second innings for nobody knows why, just because that's what Paul Harris from First Round Bank said. A <laughs> <laughs> um, couple of other quirky rules. It's got last man stands. Which I think I think we should see more last man stands. That's cool. In, uh, so what they have to run two every time. Yeah, they have to score an even number of runs. That's uh, good. I like that. Yeah. Or a one at the end of the over. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, each bowling team gets a new ball for their twelve overs. Each bowler bowls three overs. Pretty standard cricketing stuff there. And then there's gold, silver, and bronze awards. So everyone gets a prize, which is nice, isn't it? <laughs> Um, if two teams there's there's a lot of fucking weird rules here if two teams tie there's a super over but if three teams tie everyone gets a gold (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm disappointed we didn't lead with this this is so us we should we should have come up with this Uh, last Saturday was it the 18th it was the the first time it's ever been played this, this format of cricket uh uh, and it kind of it marks the end. I, I, don't know, I don't know why. This is this is what South Africa decided to do um, to mark the return of sport uh, after the COVID pandemic. I think it's the winter. I mean, I, in, in South Africa here as well. So, you know, interesting interesting choices all round. Um, have, have you got any questions about things so far, fellas? Yeah, who who was actually involved in it? Was it kind of like has beens or an actually good te- good players involved? It's a great right. question, Ross. It, Aidan Markram played, didn't he? It was basically it was it was it was a fairly A list bunch of players. Um, there were a couple who weren't around, so the, uh, Rabada didn't play. I assume he was injured or something because one of the teams was named after him, and I didn't see De Kock play. Um, although one of the teams was named after him as well, I, maybe I missed him. Um, De Villiers was there. Uh, Antini's son was there. Markram was there, as you said, Max. It was uh, David Miller played. Uh, Rassi van der Dusen. It was a, it was a proper it was a proper cricket match. I think is what I'm saying. Oh, good. Mm. Um, highlights for me: De Villiers scored about seventy off thirty balls. Uh, when the guy can hit it everywhere, playing against a team with like six fielders. <laughs> yeah, who all have to be in their own segment as well, didn't they? They drew uh, lines. Yes, on they the did. Yeah, pitch. yeah. You could only have a player in each quadrant. Um... <laughs> was that a social distancing thing? I have no idea. I've no idea. Wait, was it still um, the same rules in terms of runs then? Because if they got different segments, did they like add like you can score eight in this segment if you go to the boundary I don't, that area? I don't think so. Okay, fine. Double points targets. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think so. 
Um, De Villiers played. Uh, there, was a, there was a great moment where De Villiers skied one uh, off Makai and Tini's son, who got under the ball, then dropped it while Makai and Tini was commentating. <laughs> so Makai and Tini got to commentate on his own son dropping a catch. <laughs> Do you know what he said? He just he he found it hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, um, that's it. I haven't got anything else. I don't, I can't really remember who won. I think De Villiers team won. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit nonplussed by the whole thing as you, as you may be able to tell. I, I reckon if we see cricket in the Olympics, it's going to be that it wouldn't gold medal me. match. It honestly, it wouldn't shock me. Uh, uh, I, okay. I, I disagree. I don't, it's, it's definitely going to be the hundred max. Come on. It's going to be the super, oh, it's definitely going to be the hundred. I don't think that this will be the last we see of three-team cricket either way. Um, it's too weird not to work. Uh, so, uh, tell me more about these guys. You said there was guys with nets. Okay, yeah. So I don't know whether it was because of social distancing or what, but the ball boys had like massive... Not, I don't know if they were fishermen's nets or the kind of nets that they used to catch lunatics with <laughs> in, in the 1800s. Um, they were running around like fully masked up in PPE on, on like you know the South African grounds have those big grass banks. Yeah. They were running around trying to catch sixes in the nets. Fantastic. Two of them what managed job. it. One of them one of them managed a behind the back net catch. <laughs> That's I've no idea ball why this, to I've a new no level. Idea, I've no idea why this is a thing. So can we, can we see I mean South Africa has been like innovators of things that have been seen around the world. So are guys with nets going to be the next Vuvuzela? <laughs> I, I hope so. I think they were better than the Voodoo Sailor. Um, lads, just before we move on, what's the weirdest cricket format you have seen or participated in? I, I think three team cricket sounds like the weirdest I've come across. I've got to say, yeah, Ross, the eight aside we play in is pretty strange. It is weird. Indoor is... cricket's a bit odd as well. Yeah, I think indoor cricket. I'd, I'd like to see some televised indoor cricket. I think that's cool. That would be horrendous. Imagine, imagine Chris Gale turning up playing indoor cricket. Someone would die. You'd have to wear a helmet. There's no way you'd be able to do that. It'd be ridiculous. Um, uh, so I was having a look at this. Because um, I, I thought it was a weird format. I wanted to see if anything weird had been played. I came across this um, this format of cricket called Trobriand cricket, which is from the Trobriand Islands in Papua New Guinea. Uh, it's cricket matches, sort of cricket matches, between up to 40 or 50 people. All bowling is underarm, because bowling overarm hurts more. You can only score sixes by hitting the ball over trees, and when wickets fall, there are choreographed dances. Like, all 50 fielders, I guess, dance. Um, the home team always wins, and the game ends with a feast. So, to me, that doesn't sound like a game, does it? That's just a procession. Some, someone's, someone's just gone, I want a party, I want a bit of cricket... Want some trees involved and all a bit of dancing, and someone's come up with that. Yeah, well, good. good that's... It could be your next birthday, Ross. <laughs> Sounds right up your street. Mid, mid, middle of January, everyone down the park doing that. Uh, top analysis. Right, we're gonna have a very quick break, and then we will be back again uh, to talk about my cricket bat. <laughs> So I am buying a new cricket bat tomorrow morning. Ross and Max, what should I look out for? Well, we, we've, we've given some good advice on looking after your wood. Um, we've never actually gone down the thing of buying a new piece of willow. Um, I mean, would you say you're a strong man, Jack? Uh, I would say a medium strength. Medium strength. Okay, fine. Um, Max, you're more medium strength than I am. Uh, are you saying thanks. you are a strong man? Well, I would say in cricketing terms, I'm a strong man. Right. <laughs> um, uh, what, where are you taking me with this? I was going about the weight of the cricket bat. So, I, well, I, there's a I, test you can do for that, isn't there? What's the test, Max? You uh, you hold the bat out um, with a straight arm uh, yep. with your bottom hand, and you My should be hand. reasonably easy. To, it should be reasonably easy for you to hold it in that position. That's a good tip. Right. What else do I need to know? Uh, you want cashmere willow, size four. <laughs> Um, you, you, one, one other thing, actually, that um, I've come across is about the grain. Um, yes. I'm being very serious about this. Uh, suddenly, you've, t- you've got got cricket bats on the mind, and I'm all uh, more flustered. Um, so, there's uh, people have got different um, views on it, but um, generally, I think the idea is that if you, you want sort of like uh, between eight, ten, eight to ten, or eight to twelve um, sort of lines on the grain running down the face of the bat. 
So, um, right, just to be clear, I want a size four cashmere willow bat with 12 grains. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you, um, sometimes grains, if they're too far apart or too thin, can um, be an indication of uh, less good quality wood, I've been told. Oh, that's they, good. They, so Max has brought Max has brought two quite good tips. Ross, what have you added so far? You just asked how strong I am. <laughs> uh, also on the on the grain thing, if you've got the small ones, they can actually split between them. So that that's why you want a bit of chunkier grain. Yes. Um, you want a light pickup. You want to, if you uh, what you want is a low middle. I don't think you want a high middle on your bat. The way you're a left-handed bat, I think you should have a low middle. Yeah, traditionally left-handers do see more lower deliveries, don't they? But it's just the way you play. You're, you're more, you're more, uh, you're more inclined to play a cut shot, and you want a lower middle for that. Is that true? It's completely made up. <laughs> uh, ultimately, it's, I think it's such a big commitment. You're going to have that bat for the next kind of what five, ten, maybe twenty years. I mean, you've had your current bat for that much time. Um, how, how many runs have you averaged of that beast? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere in the thirties, I think. Was that, is that over uh... your entire career, or just IDLCC? No, with that bat. So I, I used it for my last season of proper cricket in uh, wherever it was. I scored some runs that year. Oh, I thought it was the bat you've um, had since you were a kid. No, I, I think I've had it since I was about 19. So, so that's, um, that's so even worse. I, Nearly a decade with that bat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's not broken. It's just a bit dead now. Yeah. Um, it's, mm. it's, it's from the last generation of cricket bats. It's like I'm, it's like I'm still using a PS3. <laughs> If Joffrey Archer's living, I'm just putting it in his terms. <laughs> yeah, so what I was going to say is one one has got to feel right. It's, it's like yeah. it's, it's honestly one of those things. It's it's so try every bat in the shop. Oh, absolutely. That's what I want to do. I want yeah. to try every bat. I've got about. I'm I'm going to spend quite a lot of money. I've already committed to that. Um... <laughs> yeah. Don't don't spend, whatever you do. If you're going to do that, don't spend less than like eighty quid. I'd say. Okay. There we are. That's quite good advice. Um, I was expecting shenanigans. And I've been told, bat with good grain. Uh, I want one with a good pickup, and that's it. I can't remember the rest of the stuff, but it, it all seemed good. Uh, we've got a few random bits of news um, to to talk about, and then and then we'll wrap up the show. Um, the T Twenty World Cup has been cancelled or postponed. I've written cancelled. I think postponed, postponed. I think. Yeah. So does that mean we're going to have two World Cup, two Twenty Twenty World Cups next year? So I think they've adjusted it to 2021, 2022. Right. Um, I think that was inevitable. I haven't really got anything else to say about that. So I think it's a bit. No, it was just a confirmation of what we suspected. I think. I think it's a bit disappointing. Ooh. They should have taken up like the Kiwis' offer of hosting it there, and literally just sent out the teams. There you go, Bosch. Yeah, the IPL is going to be played in the UAE. Is it? Yeah, that's been announced. When? Yeah. No, I don't. I, uh, I, like I, this I, week. Well, no, 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 when are they going to play the IPL? Not when was it announced? Oh, like September, I think. Still. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's this year. Um, the ODI squad, England, have been announced. Um, Bears have scored 100 and Moen Ali is the vice-captain. Yeah, he also hits and runs at 80 off of about 50 deliveries. I think it's a great move for England. I think Moen Ali is a real confidence player and he's going to be critical to the success over the next kind of couple of years. He's also an incredibly good role model and looks like one of the nicest blokes in cricket. So, fair play. Sure. Um, and Lord Ian Botham is, is going to be a thing. Yeah, because of all his Brexit backing. Mm. But that's, that, that's, that's the, what was that? Was that a very satisfied sound there? <laughs> no, quite, quite like the opposite. That. It's that. It's that. Mm, let's not get into that one. Maybe that's just the price you pay to be a good all-rounder. You actually have to be a Tory. Maybe that's the way. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I reckon. Yeah, thinking back, I bet Ben Stokes is definitely a Tory. I think he's announced that. Yeah. Uh, Flintoff. He's got a northern accent, but I don't like that for you. Yeah, yeah. I think we're on something there. We we'll have to just we we'll have to explore that in a future one. Um, I, I think it's pretty funny they've made him a lord. <laughs> uh, there's a really good video circulating at the moment. Um, Ian Botham on any questions, where Ian Botham is grilled by a an audience of thirty Scottish teenagers mm. uh, about about things like hunting, apartheid, Margaret Thatcher. Uh, <laughs> okay, do the children come up with these questions, or is he just telling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like um, marijuana smoking, drugs. Um, he, by the way, he thinks we should hang, draw, and quarter all drug smugglers. Uh, <laughs> well, that's just because we don't know which bit of their body they're hiding the cocaine in, and we need to get it out. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. That is absolutely God. terrible. Um, so we need. Um, he's the kind of leadership we need in this country. I think they're not even keeled 
um, leadership like yeah, that. There's, there's, no, there's nothing like putting someone who believes in capital punishment in the House of Lords. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, and then finally, big news. The Village... I didn't quite believe they're actually doing this. The Village Cricket Cup starts this weekend. Um, we discussed before the season we would follow a team from the first round and then we'd pick them up with the, whoever beats them, we'll follow them and go and watch the last game at Lords. Doesn't look like we'll be able to go to Lords, but we can follow a team anyway. Um, Froster got in first. Yep. Um, so we will be looking out for their result against Kings Holm this weekend and reporting back on next week's show. So good luck, boys. Um, go well. Do you, reckon, do you reckon they have... A, do they, I hope they have a team song. If they've got a team song, let's get it on here. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. If we will, we'll do an extended interview with the team captain. We are due a new jingle as well. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Where's, where's Rob? <laughs> um, lads, that's been a good podcast. I'm excited for the final test. We will be back next week to wrap, to wrap up the series. And then I then look forward to Pakistan. It's cricket mad uh, the summer at the moment, isn't it? Um, where can you find us? At the Cricket Pod. On? Twitter and Instagram. At or? Email us. At? Nope, not at. <laughs> the Cricket Pod at gmail.com. That was almost, almost <laughs> brilliant. Almost. Yeah, uh, thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good.